guys and welcome to another episode for you from Eve. We are back with our like first podcast episode that's not Eve-mas in so long. I'm like still kind of thinking back to the fact that I posted every single day for 25 days. Like that is insane to me because looking back at it now that like this whole week I just didn't have anything to record up until this Friday's episode. Just insane. Um, But today's Friday. I'm recording this on Thursday because when you're listening to this, I'm going to be at work all day and then straight from work, I have to rush home to get ready for my cousin's wedding. So, um, but it's also New Year's Eve. So if you're not celebrating New Year's Eve or if you are celebrating New Year's Eve, whatever it is, you know, that you're doing, um, it's a time of resolutions. And that is why last episode, I talked a lot about my New Year's resolutions and how to kind of keep your resolutions. And today I got a few questions that still have a little bit to do with resolutions, but also a bunch of just like different questions that I think it's always good to bring into the new year and just to bring into your life in general. So today I'm going to be going through the questions you guys asked me. I asked you guys on Instagram yesterday, which was Wednesday, what do you want me to talk about in this Friday's episode? And these are the responses I got. So I'm going to go ahead and go through them. But first, I just want to say that I know 2021 was not the easiest year. Um, 2020 was probably, I think, the hardest year for a lot of people because of the change we had to go through. You know, none of us really expected what happened to have happened. So I think that the change that we went through in 2020 was a lot to deal with. And I think 2021 was a lot about healing. And I think 2022 is going to be about change in a good way and growth. So I think it went from change to healing to growth. You know, we're in our year of growth now. And I think it was okay to kind of let ourselves heal in 2021, but I think we're back ready to like bounce back. And I know it's kind of hard when cases are rising and new diseases are coming out and all these things are happening. Like I totally understand. And with everything that happens in the world, it could be really easy for us to lose sight of what's important in our lives because we're just so focused on all the negative things going on that we can't really sit down and focus on what we're thankful for. So today I just kind of want to go through these questions and just let you guys know that at the end of the day, we can't control what the world around us does, but we we can control what we do in this world. So it's always going to be a crazy year. It's always going to be something new that happens and something that's going to affect you in a different way. But at the end of the day, we have to kind of try to just take this year and and just grow through it. So I'm going to go through the questions you guys asked me to talk about. I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. So far, as you're listening to this, I'm probably at work or getting ready for the wedding. I will try to post on Instagram a little bit, me getting ready. I'm really bad at like posting me getting ready, but I'm going to try my best. So let's start with the first question, which is what is one resolution that you stuck to in 2021 and how? The one resolution, you know, what's so weird is that 2021 was actually the first year that I didn't really make resolutions like I did but I didn't like every single year of my life since I was like 13 or 14 I've made new year's resolutions and I can't sit here right now and tell you all the resolutions that I've made since I was 13 I might have them in like an old journal but I definitely can't like sit here and tell you every single resolution I've ever made since I was 13 you know and so I've but I've made those resolutions. Maybe I've kept them, maybe I didn't. I might have to look through my old journals to, you know, figure it out. But in 2021, for some reason, it was the first year I didn't open up a journal and write down my resolutions and create a vision board and doodle. 
And I had done that like every single year since I was like 13 or 14. So it's so weird that I didn't. And it's so weird that it's the year that I actually added something into my routine without even like realizing it or trying to force it. So it was after New Year's. I think it was like January 4th or 5th. And my friend Karin was like, I'm going to start going to the gym. Um, I want it to like be a routine. My other friends were going and she's like, I think I'm going to start going like this is my resolution. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you for one day because I haven't gone to the gym in years, especially after COVID. It's like I just haven't gone to the gym. So I haven't really been moving my body in a gym. And I'd like to see like what I'm missing out on or if I miss it or maybe I like it. You know, I just want to like figure it out. And she was like, OK, come with me. So you get a free guest pass if you have a membership at this gym. So I decided to go with her this day to the gym. And I remember I did like such a boring workout. Like I did like an incline walk and like an ab workout. But being in the atmosphere of a gym is what really motivated me and pushed me. So I remember being in that gym and just feeling like really good while I was there and then leaving the gym and being in my car and being like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing right now. Like I remember the feeling I got after working out and I went home and I had this like really positive feeling inside of me and I didn't know why. I mean, it was obviously because I worked out and I took my shower, I ate my dinner and I was in bed and my body was so tired that I had the best sleep of my life. And I remember in that moment of being in my bed where I was like, oh my gosh, like I missed this feeling of feeling so productive and so energetic throughout the day and then kind of just like falling asleep slowly. And I loved the feeling I had, but because I didn't want to just like follow her gym schedule, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a gym membership tomorrow. That That's how much I miss it. The next day I called up the gym and I was like, I'm going to make a gym membership. And for the whole rest of that week, I went to the gym like every single day that week because I just like loved being there. I loved the energy from it. And then after about a week and a half, almost two weeks, I started to get a little bit sick of it. And to to keep in mind also, I was doing the same exact gym workout the whole entire time. Like I was just doing my incline walk or my jog and then my ab workout, throw in a few squats. I was too scared to use the machines. That's all I was doing. I was doing like a 45 minute, which is still good to do like that. But it was just like, I was doing the same thing every single day and I was wondering like, why am I getting sick of it? Anyways, so basically I started to like get really into trying to explore different workouts. But before I was getting into exploring different workouts, I started to get sick of the gym a little bit. And I was like, I don't really feel like going today. And then I remember one day just realizing this is how it is for me every single year. Every single year I try to get back into the gym. The second I start getting consistent with it, I burn myself out and I stop going and that can't keep happening. Like I have to be really like strict with myself and stern with myself and be like, if you want this to be part of your life, you have to force yourself to go. I've talked about this before, but for 21 days, I forced myself to work out every single day, whether I was going to the gym and doing an incline walk or I was doing a HIIT workout, whatever it was, I started to bring my sister with me, which kind of helped me explore new machines because I feel like when you have someone with you, you're more confident to like walk around and try out a new machine or, you know, whatever. So I brought her along with me to try out new machines and stuff. And yeah, I just started to try new workouts. And I realized the reason I didn't like the gym was because I was doing the same exact thing every single day that I went. So I kind of stuck with that resolution by forcing myself to do it for 21 days But I didn't force myself to initiate the gym, which I think is the funniest part. It's like I didn't start the new year being like, I'm going to work out consistently. It's just I saw my friends going and I was like, let me go for one day. And I stuck with it. So 
now like looking back, it's almost been a year of me going to the gym and I just like I am very proud of myself. And I have this like gym tally where I can look up how many days I've gone to the gym so I could kind of see how many I've missed. And I feel like it's very normal to miss a lot because you should be taking at least one rest day a week. So that's kind of a resolution that I stuck to and how I kind of stuck to it. Obviously, every single resolution you do is going to have different ways to kind of get there, but that was mine. The next question I got, what are some good New Year's resolutions for a younger teenager? Yeah, so I feel like in my resolutions episode, I talked about goals that kind of had to do a little bit more with being a little bit older. So I totally understand that. I think for a young teenager, I'm trying to think because my sister is a young teenager, so I'm kind of just trying to think from her shoes. The number one tip um, I would give is to read more books, whether it's self-help books or you know, just fun books that you like. I feel like reading books at a young age really helped me. I only read like fun books, like romance novels when I was young, but I do wish I kind of read self-help books. I think that it's really, really important to get your brain working in that way and to spend your mind doing that. I feel like especially for young teenagers, the social media world is so much bigger for them. I mean, it's big for everyone right now, but I think especially for young teens, it's huge for them the way that they use it and overexpose it. So my advice to you would kind of just be like start reading and finding hobbies, you know, whether it's doing a sport or working out, going on walks, getting into running, reading a book, find a type of hobby that's going to grow you rather than kind of just only focus on social media. Another tip that I have is to start journaling at a young age. I think I journaled, I think I started journaling when I I honestly started journaling when I could first write. Like, I'm not even kidding. I I journaled for so long. I have all my old journals. Maybe I'll go through them today to, like, just see. Um, But I do have all my old journals, and I just feel like it really helps your mind kind of explore different emotions and feelings that you have, which I think is so important because I feel like we're not really aware of our emotions until we say them out loud or write them down. So if at a young age you have like the chance to write them down, I would definitely take it. So your new New Year's resolution for a young teen to be could be to like start daily journaling. I know daily journaling can be a hard thing to get into because it's like at your bedside, like you kind of forget to do it. Like mine sometimes at my bedside table and I still don't do it. So it's kind of hard to stay consistent with, but I highly recommend journaling no matter what you age you are, no matter what age you are, but especially as a younger teen, I highly recommend it. And the third resolution I have for a younger teen is definitely affirmations. I think I, I wish I knew about affirmations and started doing affirmations at a younger age because it really shapes who you're going to become. Like I think that my mindset and obviously at the end of the day, I don't regret anything. Like I am the way I am, but I definitely believe that my mindset would have been a lot different if I kind of thought about what I was grateful for and what I loved about myself and what I wanted my future to be like if I just kind of thought about that at a younger age and spoke about it at a younger age. So I definitely recommend getting into journaling and affirmations and reading and all that good stuff when you're a teen. And maybe it seems a little bit overwhelming at first because you like feel like you're so young and that you can't do these things that older people do. But at the end of the day, you're still a human being and you're still going to grow into this person one day. So you want to start taking care of them at a young age, you know? The next question I got, what are the best ways to motivate yourself? I think the best ways to motivate yourself kind of just have to do with the little things that you're incorporating into your daily routine. So a vision board, I think, is a great way to motivate yourself. I talk about vision boards all the time, but only because they're so powerful and impactful on your life. You add the places you want to live, the places you want to travel to, the type of life you want to have, the job you want to work at 
all these things. And, you know, when you look at the place you want to live or the places you want to travel, the place you want to work, those are things that should excite you and things that make you happy. So when you see that, you should feel motivated and happy that you have that potential and you have that opportunity because at the end of the day, you do have that opportunity and that potential. So I do think it's super, super important to be able to kind of see that um, and take advantage of that and just be grateful for that. So that's kind of something that I think this is just a really good way to motivate yourself is having a vision board where you're able to see the future that you could be having and that you have the potential to take control of. Um, another way to motivate yourself is having friends or a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's very supportive of you and wants to build you up. So for me, I'm definitely in a relationship where I feel very supported and very – I can sit down with my significant other and tell them my goals for the day, my goals for the week. Like I'll text my boyfriend sometimes be like, these are things I have to get done today. Like having someone who's going to kind of hold you accountable for things, like kind of um, celebrate your little accomplishments and just motivate you to want to be a better person. You know, you don't want to be surrounded by people who make you feel okay by being average. You know, you always want to be a better version of yourself. So I feel like it's just best to be around people who also want you to be a better version of yourself and have your best kind of intentions at heart. The next question that I got, which I thought this was kind of an interesting question because I think a lot of people can relate to this. How to be brave enough to go for a run when you live in a gossipy small town? I think every single person, not every single person, I think like 80% of people in my town can relate to this because I live in a super small town where everyone knows everyone. I know all of my neighbors. I know the people that live down the street, to the left, to the right behind me. I know the people from school, the people from like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think this is a big reason as to why I started going to the gym too, is because I don't, I still see some people I know, but not, you're not as vulnerable. Like for some reason, going for a run is such like a vulnerable feeling. Like you feel so like exposed for some reason. Um, Honestly, at the end of the day, it's like you're doing what's best for you. And I've definitely been this way where I've been like, I can't go for a run around my town. Like I'm going to see too many people I know. They're going to like me. What if they take a sna- like a video of me or a Snapchat of me or they make fun of me or it's just like you have to say hi to someone. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, what are they going to gossip about? Like, oh, my God, I saw Olivia go for a run today. Like who cares? Like you were going for a run. You know what I mean? It's not like you were doing something crazy in the streets. You were literally going for a run and bettering your health. So I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. But honestly, at the end of the day, you can't care what people have to say, especially if it's just bettering your lifestyle. I always listen to that like quote by Billie Eilish that she said in one of her interviews where she was like, I always created music for the people around me to make the people around me happy and to make my fans happy. But then one day I realized if everyone around me were to drop dead tomorrow and all I had left was myself and what I've created for myself and I hated what I created because it was for everyone else, then what was everything for? Like what was all that work for? What was all that time for? It was for nothing because I hate what I created. You kind of have to look at it this way too. If everyone around you were to drop dead tomorrow and it was only you, you would go for that run. You know what I mean? So I just think that you kind of have to do things without thinking about other people. And this is not an easy mindset to transition into because at the end of the day, we're always going to care a little bit about what people have to say, what people think about us. But I really just think that as long as you're kind of knowing that you're doing this for yourself and not for anyone else, that'll kind of start to erase that mindset a little bit. And at the end of the day, it's never going to be easy. You know, it's it really is kind of just 
thinking to your head, like, I'm doing this for me, you know, like, I'm not doing this for anyone else. And you're not doing anything bad. Like, you know, you're literally going for a run. That's something a lot of people do. But I totally understand what you mean um, when it's kind of like that, because I just feel like I get that way as well. So I totally understand what you mean. The next question that I got is the biggest realization you had in 2021. I feel like I had so many, especially because like I said earlier in the episode, I feel like 2020 was that year where we all got hit by something super hard and had to just deal with it. And 2021 was us kind of adjusting to it and growing and healing. I think the biggest realization I had in 2021 is that there's a few. Number one, that not everyone has your best intentions. I think that I've kind of realized that not everyone around you wants you to win And that could be a little bit of a hard pill to swallow to think about, but it's definitely something that could be true. I feel like this year I started a lot of new things in my life. I started to work out. I started my podcast. Like I just feel like this year I did a lot of improvements in my life and you can kind of tell when people are happy about it and when people aren't happy about it. So I definitely think I learned that at the end of the day, as long as you and a few close like people that you're really close with and care about are happy for you. That's all that matters because there's going to be people that don't have your best intentions at heart. Another thing that I learned is that you are fully capable of your own life and your own path. I feel like a lot of the time we think that we can just manifest things or want things and they're just going to come to us because we talk about them or we think about them. But if you're working really hard for what you want, you're going to get it. So I think that I've just learned that I am very capable of the life that I want to live and I will not settle for less. And I just want to take every opportunity that I can and seize every opportunity that I can because at the end of the day, this is my life and I control it and I control what I want. And the last realization I had, which I think was probably the biggest one, is that no one will care about you the way you care about them and kind of just you can't force people to care about you. You can't force people to ask about your life. You know, if you're that friend that kind of asks someone about their life and asks how they're doing and congratulates them and is always giving them constant support and you're not getting it back, I think I've just realized you can't change that person for not giving that back to you. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow too because these are people that you could be super close with and you're kind of just realizing like, wait, they don't even ask about me. Like if I didn't text this person, I would never talk to this person, you know? And I think that's a really hard thing to deal with as well because it's kind of just making you look back and be like, wow, if I didn't reach out to this person first, there would be no friendship there. So I think just learning that people won't care about you. You can't expect things from other people. You can't expect a thank you when you do something. You can't expect a favor. You can't expect someone to ask how you're doing just because you asked how they're doing. You know, it's like I just learned to stop expecting things from people and to stop thinking people are going to care the way I care. And I think once you kind of put that in your mind, it's a it's really, really healthy to do. I, I don't know if it's – I wouldn't say it's really, really healthy, but I feel like it was really good for me to do that because it made me stop getting disappointed about people and stop being disappointed in people, which I don't like being. So I think those are the biggest realizations that I've had in 2021 so far. Hopefully no one surprises me in the next few days. Um, But yeah, I liked that question. So thank you. The next question that I got is how do you know what you want to do slash pursue? I have a whole episode with my friend cutting that we recorded like kind of long ago just about finding your passion and the pressure of having a timestamp at like a certain age. 
I honestly feel like when it comes to knowing what you want to do or what you want to pursue, it's all about something that you think about or something that you do every single day without forcing yourself to think about it. So for me personally, like with my podcast or with working out, those are like some habits in my life. It's never something I have to force myself to do. It's something I just do without thinking about it. So whether that's like a hobby for you, like a sport, going on a run, a certain workout, designing, drawing, journaling, reading, whatever hobby that it might be for you, whatever it is that you're researching on your free time or wanting to learn about on your free time, that is most likely what you want to pursue, whether you have to like find your way around it or not. And I think that everyone in this world has a passion. I just don't think everyone has found their passion, but I definitely think that everyone in this world has a passion. So I would just fully take advantage of the fact that you're young and you have opportunity and you have room and time to make mistakes. So I think that's kind of how you know that you want to pursue something is just something that you do every day or think about every day without even telling yourself to. And once you kind of find that passion and you kind of want to work towards it and figure out what you want to do with it, all you have to do is kind of write down a plan for it. When I knew what I wanted to do was help women, give advice and all that stuff, I was like, perfect, a podcast. And I wrote down every single thing I was going to do. Was I going to have guests? I have a whole episode how I started a podcast, but I kind of just mapped it out for myself and planned it for myself. And once I planned it for myself and figured it out, I was like, okay, perfect. Like this is everything that I needed to do. And now I'm set. So that's kind of how I knew that um, I wanted to have a podcast as I just knew that this was my passion and this was a way to kind of help women at a different outlet than just kind of an Instagram page. And yeah, next question I got, what are some things to do? This is the last question I'll answer for today's episode, but I'll, I'm going to do another episode Monday, so don't worry. But the next question I got, what are some things to do in quarantine? I'm dying of boredom. I didn't even know that some places were back in quarantine. So this is pretty big news to me. You're probably like, why is this girl going to a wedding? We are not in a quarantine right now in the US. Um, but maybe I I feel like Australia might be in a quarantine. I don't know if that's where you live or not, but I feel like they might be. Anyways, what to do in quarantine. Okay, so when quarantine first started, I was at my lowest. Like I was sleeping every night at like 4 a.m. Sometimes wouldn't sleep at all, like just stay up throughout the whole night. I was watching TV up until like four or five o'clock in the morning. Like I was watching Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind, all these shows, scrolling through TikTok, making TikToks, everything. Like that's all that I was doing was watching shows, eating food, being on my phone. That was literally it. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, no, like I have to kind of figure out like this is my time. There's so much time that I have right now, time that I'm not going to get back. You know, I have to, all these things I've said, I never had time for, I need to get back into it. And so I remember one day I was like, I'm completely resetting everything. I'm pressing the reset button on my life and we're getting it together. I remember cleaning up my whole entire bedroom, like my whole bedroom. I cleaned up, I cleaned up my closet, my dresser drawers under my bench, that junk drawer that you never want to touch, all the drawers of my closet, cleaned all that up. I cleaned up my office, cleaned all my books out, went through all old notes that I had from school, anything in my closet that I had to clean, I cleaned. I cleaned my bathroom, I reorganized my makeup, I cleaned my makeup, like any single thing that you can think of these next two days. Like I remember I spent like two days just cleaning absolutely everything. Like that's what I was spending my whole day doing. Cause I was like, I'm going to reset everything. I cleaned up everything after I kind of cleaned up everything. 
I was like, okay, let me start educating myself on things that I can do. I started, instead of just watching reality TV, I was watching YouTubers that kind of motivated me to want to be more productive. Um, Some of my favorite YouTubers, Emma McDonald, Maggie McDonald. I was watching Kenzie Burke. These are YouTubers that live like a super productive, healthy lifestyle. And I knew watching them, I would get new ideas and also be motivated. Like I was playing them while I was cleaning my room, like little things like that. I started to get into listening to podcasts. I always had a podcast on. I would go for walks with my podcast, clean my room, whatever it was. I always had a podcast on or a YouTuber that I really liked. Just someone to kind of listen to and be comforted by and also just get motivated from. And then I started to kind of plan out my routine. So what are some goals I want to accomplish in quarantine? What are some – like I created a vision board. I created to-do lists. I created a planner. I started to make things to do for myself because I couldn't see people. I couldn't really leave my house. So I was like, what can I do at home? I cleaned my room. I cleaned my bathroom. I can start an Instagram blog. I can start this program. I can go for a run this day. I can work out this day, etc. We were all thrown into the situation. None of us knew what a quarantine was before this. We were all thrown into this and just got told to figure it out. Like this is what life is right now. So figure it out. So it's not easy to transition into these things when you're so used to this everyday lifestyle. Like I was going into the city for school every single day and all of a sudden was just like stuck at home. Like it's a really crazy transition. So my advice to you is kind of just see the silver lining of how much time you have and how much time you have with your family you live with at home and appreciate that. And just like make plans for yourself and just make this the time that you want to be productive in your life. Figuring out oh, I want to work out. I'm going to start going on walks. I'm going to start working out in my basement or in my bedroom. I'm going to buy a yoga mat and all this fitness equipment on Amazon so that way I could kind of start working out at home and that can be incorporated into my routine. I remember my friends and I went on a walk during quarantine. Outdoor walk, masks on, walking far away from each other, but I was so excited to go. Like I remember my friends and I texting and we were like, oh my God, we're going to go on a walk at like 6 p.m. today. Like guys, get ready. Like we'll meet up here. And now that we're back into our routine, like we would never do that. But at that time, we were so excited to just see each other for like a second. Like I remember on, I think it was Easter of 2020, my boyfriend and I drove to like this like train station and we sat in our separate cars. I sat in my car, he sat in his car and we talked that way and we hadn't seen each other in like three months. We didn't touch each other. All we did was talk from car to car. And now looking back at it, it's like so insane that that's how things were for a few months. And it's like so crazy, but definitely focus a lot on your physical and mental health during this time because it's not easy to be thrown into that transition. Obviously, we're a little bit more used to it now than we were before. But at the end of the day, I think you really just need to like take a breath, make sure you're meditating, journaling, pick up some type of – I would definitely order a journal. I would definitely order workout equipment, just things to kind of keep your mind busy and to do some self-reflection but also in a peaceful way. And that's kind of my biggest thing. I would journal and meditate, start reading. Like if you get into a good book series, I promise you your quarantine. Like there was a point where I would sit outside and I would just finish like three books in one day. Like that sounds insane, but I would sit in my backyard. It would be like 8 a.m. I would make my coffee. I would sit in my backyard. I would finish one book, go inside, eat food, go back outside, finish another book. Like I, that was all that I was doing for a few weeks. Like that's all I wanted to do was read and read because it kind of takes you out of reality for a few hours and puts you into this new world with your like mind expanding and your thoughts growing. So getting into a good book series, getting a self-care journal, reading your Bible, doing some meditations, whether it's 
meditations you find on Spotify or your own form of meditation, getting into working out, whether you're going for runs, going for walks. If you do live in Australia, it's technically summer for you right now. So hopefully you have a pool or something. If you have, I don't have a pool, so I couldn't live that luxury or I think life would have been a little bit easier. But yeah, find a type of workout that you like to do. Um, Maybe figure out that you like to draw. Maybe I always use the same hobby things, but this is just like, I think if it wasn't for quarantine, I would have never started my podcast. Even though I started my podcast after quarantine, quarantine is kind of what inspired me to do Instagram page and everything. So there's a reason behind everything. You know, there's always a silver lining, but there's a lot of things that you can do. You know, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, starting a book series, starting a TV series. So many different things that you could kind of catch. You can learn how to make candles. Like, you know what I mean? You could just do the most random things if you want. You can learn how to make slime, candles, like your own perfume, like all these random things that sound so random, but honestly, they'll help kind of grow your mind and distract you for a little bit, which I think is something we always need as a distraction. So that's kind of my advice if you're back in quarantine. I hope it's over for you soon. I hope people around you are being very mindful and that you're out of your quarantine soon because I know that's not an easy place to be in. But I wish you luck and I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. I will have an episode up on Monday. Um, I think I'm going to do a breakup part two episode because I'm getting a lot of questions on being in the same friend group as your ex or wanting to move on from your ex or when can I move on from my ex and all these different types of questions, how to stop reaching out to your ex, everything. So I'm going to do that, save that for Monday's episode. I didn't want to like cram it in here and rush it, but I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this Friday's episode. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. It is the new year, so happy new year to all of you, whether you believe in resolutions or you don't. I don't think we need a specific day to set goals, but take this as your opportunity to do it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I just want to thank all of you again for the support you did for Evemus. I cannot believe we're in January already. I can't believe Christmas is over, but I want to thank you guys so much for all the support that you've given me and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Just remember to be kind to everyone around you because everyone is going through a battle that you don't know anything about and I love all of you and I hope you have an amazing day. (music) 